This is the true story. <laughs> this is crazy. True story. Of seven former roommates. Shut up. Who returned to their original loft. Yes. To have their lives taped again. <laughs> to find out what happened. We're back. When people stop being polite. Dun, dun, and start dun. getting real. This is the real world homecoming. New York City. Welcome to Wallu. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. I love going back. I love that they all are so eager to do it. Yeah. They're not, this isn't a paycheck for any of them, I feel like. But I wonder how much they did did get paid. I bet that they, I bet they backed the truck up for them. Although I bet that they didn't, I have a feeling that they didn't like negotiate. They didn't need to negotiate that hard to get them to do it. Well, but then why haven't they done it before? I feel like they've been kind of out of the public eye, you know? Uh, I well, Julie kind of intimated that this was only possible because of COVID, because of the pandemic, because of the relaxed sort of schedules that everybody has. Yeah, now. yeah, that there's not like a million things going on. Uh, it's weird because it seems like they just don't do press, or they're not like, oh, because they're not in the public eye. I've just felt like maybe they elected not to be in the public eye. That's what I thought about Julie. She did finally start an Instagram. Yes, she did. Yeah, but maybe they've just been waiting to get back maybe they were like willing the entire time i guess i why didn't julie uh, julie like didn't seem to i thought that she just was extremely private yeah but she's like showing it all like her whole family and her daughter like was on the episode more than eric right (laughs) (laughs) and and now she started an instagram so yeah she's like fine with it all right so first things first we're talking about oh yeah yeah, sorry (laughs) (laughs) Is The Real World Homecoming, which is a six-episode limited series on Paramount Plus in which the original seven castmates of housemates, loftmates, roommates roommates of The Real World New York, the first season, live together for six days. They mentioned... Yeah, they're going to be living together for six days. And I don't know, reminisce? Yeah. They're only reminiscing, basically. Which seems it's I was entertained the entire time they were reminiscing. One of the things that they they keep doing, like a a sort of uh, I don't know if it's not a trope, a theme, no, a recurring motif. There you go. They split the screen and they show them doing something right now because they return to the original loft that yeah. they lived in. So they show and they they you can tell that they like kind of tried to reconfigure it as much as possible to be like the way it was before. I yes. don't, it doesn't have this spiral staircase anymore, right? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it doesn't have the big hole stairs. cut out of the one room, right? Yeah, no, it's just sort of like a balcony now. The way that Becky describes it is this is like a totally different same loft, <laughs> which I thought was a good way to put it. <laughs> Wait, where was I going? Split with screen. It? Oh, the, so the split screens, they'll show them what they're doing in the loft at that moment. And then, they are doing the exact same thing in footage with, with from the same angle. And I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm being naive, but I don't think that they set that up to be like that. Like, I don't think they made Becky go open the refrigerator like she did before. Right. They just, I think that it was just natural. I don't Seems know. like it. Yeah. There were a couple good ones. Like when Andre walks in and he shakes Norm's hand, they uh-huh. had the same angle and the same thing where he comes in for the first time and they meet each other for the first time and shake their hands. I thought that was cool. And I never got sick of it because they used it a lot. Right. They did it a lot. Right. But I liked it every time I saw it. I meant to go back and see if they indeed arrived in the original order. No, they didn't. Okay. All right. No, they didn't. Because Julie didn't. was last. Julie in the was first last. One. Eric okay. was first, obviously. Right. All right. So off the top, 
Who do you think looks the best and who do you think looks the worst? Eric looks the best, I think. Okay. And Julie looks good. Certain angles. Her natural. Eyes are, yeah, she's, she's natural. natural. There's no Botox or Heather filler looks, there. Heather looks pretty good. I think Heather looks the best. Oh, really? I think Heather does not look like she's aged at all since like no, when they were showing they're like but, yeah. a little bit she's but got, like, compared more, like, to everyone kinda, else yeah no like right. she looks her body is the same right she's <laughs> she, pretty much the same she looks pretty much the same yeah personality is kind of the same like she's more mature obviously but like you know boisterous and like joking and loud the, same o- thing. the only thing with me for me for with for me with heather is that she out of all of them seems to be the most aware that she's on camera and i did find it a little bit annoying in parts oh but she didn't she was always kind of like that though she's just always like kind of screaming like that, and like just she was i think that's but, just her personality and because i think her personality is like showman Definitely. I mean, she's, you know, a rapper turned radio. Yeah, radio host. She's always moving the conversation along. She is. Never leaving dead air. I don't know. I I felt, and I I, I liked that they put it up front, but I just found her contrivances a little bit egregious. Oh, I liked it. I didn't like when she was like, when she said, could someone get me some tape? And then she was like, that's, you know, the new, could you get the phone? I was like, all right. Like, it's, it's just, it's hard. It's really hard because it's really trying to like, but don't you think you would have? I feel like I would have said that if I was back. Like if I'm with someone that I'm like comfortable enough around to joke. I'm kind like of that. I'm kind of like wishing for the impossible. But they're like obviously like part of the appeal of the first season is how not self conscious they were, and then right after that everything became so self conscious. So obviously they yeah. are, and the whole point is that they're reuniting for this show. Yeah. So it's like very much in your face, but I just kind of I just wish it could be more natural and it's impossible that it would be. But Well the thing that I think that's natural about it that I like is that they're not pretending like if this right. was real housewives, they would just pretend that they decided to have a reunion. Yes. Yeah, so the same with basketball wives. Like, yeah. Oh, we're having a party. Yeah. Uh, I th- in fact, I think that is the premise of this season. I haven't watched it yet, but I think it's like, so Evelyn wants everybody to live in a house. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Oh, we're going to go on a vacation to Milan. Yeah, exactly. Let's all go together. Right. Like right. there's, like, I want to celebrate that. I finished my dog training class. Yes. So let's, Let's go to Italy and and have a good time. Right. So they with this, it's like we're coming fourth together. Fourth wall is broken. Yeah. They, by design. Yeah. Like imme- immediately when Heather walks in and sees Becky, she's like, "I didn't even recognize you. I thought you were part of production." And, and yes, <laughs> which is like totally a read. First <laughs> totally. <of all. laughs> and also, Julie in the car says she's worried about not giving production what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, that's part so, of the conversation. Yeah. So, so wait, wait, but we didn't do the rest of the rankings. Wait. No, but I'm just saying uh, that I think that that's why it's natural because they're not pretending to not be that. You yes. Know? I know what you mean. And if it has to be one it's thing, like it's at least in that way. Right. It's authentically synthetic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. It's just, it, it is still a little bit jarring, especially because we just watched the first season. So to see them again, yeah. so changed by this experience and by the world that they helped facilitate, say, older. facilitate they, the change of. Yes. It's crazy. You know? There's a yeah. lot of different crazy things. All right. So who do you think looks the worst? Um, I think Kevin looks bad. Me too. I think, I think uh, he looks the worst. Uh, Norm. Norm doesn't look great. I think that Becky's the middle. Becky is very 
average white lady. Yeah. She's, although her hair is a challenge. What's going on with it's that? It's multi-tiered in yeah, a way. It's like, layered. what do you even call it? it? Well, I think it's like a Rachel gone wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like a Rachel, but her hair is too wavy for it to really. Why is she doing a Rachel? She like, oh, 90s nostalgia? I doubt it. Well, she showed up looking like Nanook from the North. I mean, the, she the was fur. covered in fur Everywhere. and suede. <laughs> <laughs> Even in her interview, there's always a different fur element. Yeah, the, the, that's faux fur. The hat didn't look real. But you know what? I wouldn't put it past her. She's living out there in New Mexico, yeah, around shit. Native Americans. I'm sure she's appropriating their culture in some kind of way. It wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> I was laughing. I literally laughed out loud to myself today when I was thinking about Becky getting the cornrows in Jamaica <laughs> while she was naked at the nude beach. She like went on, on a the boat, boat with yeah. some yeah. lady. Well, they all left Julie <laughs> to fend like, for herself. Couldn't have possibly paid for those cornrows yeah. because she was naked. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a place to keep the money. Andre, when he walked up uh, with his, he has like shoulder length gray hair and it's kind of like Bernie Madoff or Ben Franklin. No, or maybe he's like Gun- Candace Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a, like a Republican senator woman. Yeah. <laughs> like a Liz Cheney type. Very much like that. Kevin wears this parka that I believe is Todd Snyder because I had my eye on. It's like an olive green internal thing. Kevin still dresses fucking cool. But um, also he just barely takes it off the entire episode. They're inside and he's wearing a down big coat. I think he was um, self-conscious about his weight. Ah, interesting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Because even in his interviews, he's wearing a scarf. Yeah. He's covering up his double chin. Ah, I see. But um, I thought he but still also, looked cool in that in the interviews. He's like doing color blocking. Right. So he's wearing like this like blue blazer that's like bright blue, uh, a red shirt, and then like a collared shirt over that. That's and everything is really like bold. And yeah. it looks, he looks cool still. All right. So he lost his hair and he gained some weight, but he also lost his eyebrows. He did Which, lose his eyebrows. Yeah. So that I think that's part of why he doesn't look. He's not. Ah. It's like a, a house without shutters. You yeah. Know? But did he lose his eyebrows as just part of his natural sort of hair loss? Is that be. what I mean, happens to people? I, I, I don't know. Why doesn't Whoopi Goldberg have eyebrows, by I the she, way? I don't think she ever has. I thought that was her signature. Did she shave them? I thought, I, I thought that she, I definitely thought it was top. a thing that she did on purpose. In Sister Act, she doesn't have eyebrows, so at least that far back. She doesn't, I would watch her on The View all the time, You, but her eye, her face is so expressive that you can see where the eyebrows should be right. moving, because right. <laughs> she moves them a lot. Right. So it's almost like you don't notice it with her. I think she's, does Whoopi Goldberg shave? Okay, Goldberg indeed has eyebrows, or at least she was born with them. She reportedly revealed in a VH1 interview that she once shaved them because she preferred not to have any facial hair. When the brows grew back, they were too itchy for her comfort, so she continues the practice to this day. That's at Gossip Cop. That is really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if she got them lasered off. I would now, you know, if I was just going to do that. I mean, but look, you can see where the eyebrows are supposed to be. So it doesn't even look like they're missing. Right. (laughs) Right. Maybe that's the five o'clock shadow. Well, um, I think Eric is still so hot. I really do. He's older, but he like he grew in his looks. He doesn't have like one of those like he didn't have one of those like baby faces that aged 
poorly. You know right. how like some guys just look yeah, better totally. when they're young? Yeah, of they, course. He just has like, he's just classically gorgeous. Right. That he still looks so good. Right. Oh my God. Uh, and anyway. <laughs> uh, so when do you think this was filmed? Because they're all wearing winter out. stuff. Yeah, so Becky's was it wearing January? all fur. I think it might have been like really recent. When, well, so they're there when that trans woman was murdered and then there was a protest. Okay. So when did that happen? I don't remember. January 14th. Okay. So they arrive one by one. What I thought was, you know, Julie, like talking about authentic in the car, she's like, she's all natural. Like she's, you can tell she doesn't get Botox, she doesn't get filler. She didn't, they're like showing her, like wringing her hands kind of nervously and no manicure. She's about to go on TV, didn't get a manicure. <laughs> she's not wearing any foundation. And then at one point she starts crying when she's in the car and, I, and she was like, is my makeup all over my face? <laughs> and it's like, what makeup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she had like a little bit of mascara on. Right. They're all so emotional though. Right. All of them. And they're all coming back to the same loft. Yeah. So that really sets them off too. Which at one point was owned by Winston Churchill's niece. Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Um, and then I guess she sold it. So I don't know if it's like vacant and they cut a deal or what. Well, I'm glad that they got it. Yeah. I mean, that was a real big, that's a big deal. That made, that did really make it extra special right, i thought right when <laughs> when kevin walks in and sees becky becky has this like smoker's laugh when she sees him it's like <laughs> kind of like like uh when homer and ned got vegas wives uh-huh. she's like <laughs> 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 and hugs and kisses him right and they both seem really happy to see each other they, they embrace <laughs> kevin and becky point out how things have changed but are still the same right you know like that anita hill was me too Rodney King was Black Lives Black Matter. Lives Matter. Becky introduces herself as Rebecca, by the way. Becky introduces herself as Rebecca, and they still put Becky in the lower thirds. And there's no way I'm not calling her <laughs> Becky. So not. She's Becky to me. <laughs> yeah, Becky says, it, it's the same shit. <laughs> They're allowed to curse on this. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. Yeah. Just, but they don't do it a lot. No. And they mostly just say shit. Yeah. Kevin points out that prior to their show, there was no show where black and white people talked like that about race, which is true. I guess, but there was definitely like CNN where people would do that. But it wasn't like everyday people. It wasn't. You no, know? it wasn't. Like living in, a, in in like real world situations, not like as pundits, like debating an issue. It was like... I'm trying to think. There, there, I mean, there had to have been, like there was, there must have been like all in the family. What spun off all in the family? Oh, but these are real people. So you're talking about real people? Yeah, I think. Okay, but there was like, no, there was very few like, real people talking to each other in everyday situations anyway. Yeah, that's true. But you think that there was like something that was like that heated? There were discussions that were that heated that were no, unscripted? No, probably not that heated, but that so. were unscripted, no. But I that, mean... That were, on, that, that were scripted. That were scripted? Yeah. I think he's right. I'm trying to think. No, there was definitely stuff on All in the Family and like, oh, here's an example one time Samantha got mad at Nell on give me a break and dressed Joey up in blackface. <gasps> I didn't know about that. And then Nell freaks out at him and like screams at him about like why that's wrong and why that's racist wow. and why it's the same thing as calling her the N word. It's like wow. a really charged episode. Of give me I a break. I remember that. Yeah. I have it somewhere and I think it's probably on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So just, you know, he also points out that um, all those years later, there was a reality TV show president. Yes. Which is, ugh. yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it really took a turn. Yes. Um, now, Eric argues that the world needed this. 
Eric? at another point. Yeah. He was like, he's like, this blew up because the world needed it. This was what the world needed. I think so. I don't know. I think it's the what the world wanted. I don't know if we needed it. I do. I think that we needed it. I think having like real representations of people or like seeing how people really interact with each other that's not just coming from someone writing about those experiences like it's not through someone else's lens like it's just the camera's lens i think it's I don't more know. democratic yeah i think that we did need it but when you break it down like this basically we didn't led need donald to trump, trump. yeah but, we didn't I mean, need that but then again donald trump was somewhat inevitable yeah but i mean like there was also we had a reagan right and he was a celebrity so it's true there's you know there was that I noticed that they they use a lot of Norm's artwork in the house. Okay. Like, because the stuff that was the same, I'm just assuming it's because it was Norm's and he he still had it. There's also a picture of Gouda and, and Smokey. Yeah. The pets of the house. I hope that we get to learn more about Smokey and what happened. Right. Well, it's the, there was something about like how she ran away or something, yeah, right? Yeah, they dedicated an episode yeah. to Smokey. And then in one of the books, it says that she was gone a year after. Yeah, but like, so like what, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Andre says he's looking forward to voicing his opinion on things that he felt like he was too reluctant to say before. So like, yeah. what the hell does that I don't mean? Know. What's coming up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they all feel, they, it seems like a lot of them have unfinished business. You know what? They've been carrying around for 30 years. But I, I think it's racial. I think it's the race stuff. And I think that that's really fucking interesting that they all showed up to this. I don't know. Did Julie? I think everyone else did showed up to, you know, like after the summer that, you know, we had with the uprising and everything. I, what I thought was really interesting was that of all the people, it was Heather that was like, Kevin was right. Yeah. Kevin was right. Because I would have just assumed that Heather just thought that that whole time. And it seemed like she did at one point, don't they? Um, but I think when he like got into it with, julie she just she took julie's side because she's julie's right. friend right, right and right. then like in inner like she mentions how like in interviews after when they would ask about it like she didn't really stick up for kevin i guess because you know she was on julie's side with that but she was like but he was right he was right right and then kevin goes wow yeah <laughs> wow but hopefully though they, hopefully the conversation is also about misogyny and sort of like yes. the things that Kevin did to complicate his argument and get in his own way, mm -hmm. which were like calling women bitch and stuff like that. And sweetheart. What, what is what he, he called Becky's sweetheart honey. or honey. Yeah. Just like last time Heather walks in wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> a, a very of the, of the time hat. <laughs> But it's kind of floppy, seventies like throwback. Yeah, but they're real popular now with like certain people. Right. Yeah, it's I not the say, pink sailor hat that she wore. Which last was time. really popular with certain people, <laughs> like Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> and six. Kevin says he hasn't seen Julie since the nineties, nor has Becky. Yeah. Also interesting. But Kevin hasn't seen Julie and Norm since the nineties. He'd seen Becky and Andre. Yeah. He said. And yeah. Heather. Right. What do you think that's about? That's I don't weird. know. I don't I hope they get into Andre? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be something as simple as like whatever, because one of them was coming to the other's town and they took the call, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Wow. Um Oh, I'm going to play a list of things that Eric said he was into in 1992 because it's really good. When I got on The Real World, I was 20 years old. 
building relationships, getting to know people really wasn't what I was thinking about. They can't do this to seven people. I was moving 100 miles an hour. New York City club scene, modeling, dancing, partying, rollerblading, skating, playing basketball. <laughs> oh, he's so hot. Oh, the, what Eric says is the world needed this to evolve, is how he puts it. The world needed this to evolve, reality TV. I mean, it, it kind of did. I think reality TV led to the popularity of social media, and social media has completely changed the world. Yeah, but I don't know if we needed it. I think we did. I don't I don't know. And social I think media is the reason why they're able out. to have the uprising in Egypt, while we were able to have the uprising in... It's true. ...in this, this past summer. If, it's true. If those... The reason why the reason why the Rodney King thing was so big in 1992 is was it 91 or 92? Uh, it was 92 because it was when well, they were 90, filming this. Well, yeah, well, 92 was when the trial happened. So no, I think 92 is yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. So, so right. The reason why that was so big is because someone actually videotaped it, right. which was like so random. Right. And then the reason why the George Floyd thing happened was so big was because a bunch of people were taping it because yeah. they had their phone taping, recording it because they had their phones. So it's like that was how everyone was able to actually see. And it's like they couldn't say to black people like, no, that doesn't happen when, you know, they're able to like record it. And says, I think that social media is good. Like, you know, with any I mean, tool, it can also destroy. <laughs> Like a hammer can like build something or break it. And I think that like a very comfortable people have gotten a lot more selfish and has become more socially acceptable to be selfish and self-invested in a way that I actually think is a devolution. I think like part of the point is to share and understand that everybody has a place. So it, it seems to work with social uprising, but at the same time, there's people who are using it in the exact opposite way. I know, but... I think that it's different with the younger generation that are coming up. Hopefully. I, I really Hopefully. do. Oh, I hope I so. think that they use it. They, I mean, it's their, it's their entire social life, right. especially now with the pandemic. I think that there are bad aspects and there are good aspects, but I also don't think Eric was wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, CBD. eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll all die. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the thread a little bit. Point taken. <laughs> well, what I said Mic was drop. true, though. That actually, that was that's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> we will all die. Right. Unless we figure out not, how not to. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> There's a lot of saying the same thing that they've been saying. Yeah, Becky they, said. A lot, all of them have been crying off and on. Becky, no one knew what to make of us. They didn't know if we were actors or real people. They referenced their um, uh, reunion in 1993, which was which kicked off the second season. They yeah, all got back they were in. Not in a great mood. That's why we, we met Tatiana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't mentioned. Blonde bangs. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't mentioned, but I hope that they get to talk about Tatiana because she did cause a lot of, you know, strife. Tatiana caused some drama. She <laughs> did. <laughs> Um, so they talk about how that was rocky. Norm mentions that, you know, cause they were talking about the way that they were perceived, you know, in real life and people, you know, going up to them and recognizing them. And Norm says that people would go up and be like, um, are you gay? Are you straight? I, I didn't walk away from that wondering if Norm was straight. 
Well, straight, yes, but I think part of the issue with the way that the first season is told is that, like, both times that he's his sexuality is referred to, it's by somebody else, and they're saying he's bisexual. bisexual. Yeah, so, I mean, point taken if people are a little bit confused by that. Yeah. So then they get a Tyra mail from Eric Nies. Yes. <laughs> and there's still a TV not there. on the wall. The pizza has come and they're like, yeah, everyone's where's, like Eric? where's Eric? And so he comes on, comes on the TV and it turns out he has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> guess what I have? He's still so Jersey COVID. But I kind of like how imperfect that is and such a sign of the times. Yeah. It really works to capture this particular moment. Yeah. I think that you have the, on- the way- only way you can connect with someone is through a screen. Yeah. So he's they show him on screen talking to them more than once. Do you think he's going to be- even be able to come into the house at all? It really doesn't seem like it because oh the God. shooting time was so short. So how would that even... I, I think that he'd have to quarantine like longer than the shooting time. You're supposed to quarantine for 10 days. Yeah. Well, they're shooting for six. But they had but they had to quarantine for 10 days before they could start this. Did she say 10 days? She just, I, didn't, I didn't think she said time when Julie was like, breaking oh, down. Well, what you they have had to, to quarantine for 10 days in the state of New York, or at least back then anyway. Okay if they were coming in from a different place. But so wouldn't, wouldn't he have to quarantine like 10 days after he got rid of the symptoms? No, he is. You have to quarantine 10 days from when you test positive. Well, that's what the city told me. From when you test positive? Well, some people's cases go on for so long, but that's so wait, 10 days from when you test yeah, because positive. Because no you don't longer, shed it anymore. Okay. All right. um, but you, but they say actually you probably don't shed it after five days because yes, then they okay. ended up shortening the quarantine time. Right. So it's possible that if he got tested, you know, at some point during that quarantine period, he might be able to show up for the very end. Becky says, if you come, if you can't come in here, I'd be happy to get whatever you're carrying. She goes, we're all strong. We can take it. It's like the in the 90s. Like that's like the version of like just fucking a stranger without a condom in the 90s is like hanging out with someone who has COVID. I'd be be proud to carry your COVID. Heather's like, no. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But Eric also says, he's like, oh my God. I can feel it moving in my body, moving uh, in my body, but I don't have a temperature. He doesn't, he's asymptomatic. Yeah. He just feels it because he's so in tune. Right. So in touch with himself. And then he asks to take another test to see where it's at. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is if he tests... Negative, negative and then it turns out that like he maybe was just spreading it around he was just walking around asymptomatic before right it's possible heather's mad because she bought all this organic shit that was against my comfort <laughs> code and palo santo <laughs> <laughs> just to appease eric to like make it seem she, she did seem like she put a lot of stuff together to right. like make everyone have a good time yes. like things that they'd enjoy i imagine she did that for Eric because she brought the the big bag of booze so, for everyone else. So okay. I think she made a special thing for Eric. But what Heather it almost feels like she's somehow producing or something like that. She seems like really involved. I don't know if she merely took it upon herself or I what. Would, yeah, I would have that's something I feel like I would have shown up and we were like, I have fireball <laughs> and all these joints. <laughs> I mean right. I do do that yeah. in real life. So I don't know. That's what I mean. But you don't bring ointment like uh, lotions for people. Look, 
lotions. Yeah, she got like lotions and shit. I oh, feel maybe like. she got free shit like, from work. Well, I don't know. What I liked is that she had a suitcase that was specially designed to carry booze around. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was like it was basically like a wine rack, right. but it had 12, all separate compartments. Like Twelve bottles yeah. carried at least. Yeah, so she brought all kinds of booze. And then it's it did sound like she made a nice package for Eric. The Eric montage when him he goes over like what he did after the real world is yeah. set to you can't touch this. <laughs> did you know that he was in the Flintstones? Yes. I didn't realize that. And the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, the Brady Bunch he mentioned, but the Flintstones I didn't realize. Yeah. He hasn't put drugs or alcohol in his body for at least 18 years. Yeah, that's great. But I don't I would assume that when we say drugs, he probably is not including things like ayahuasca or psilocybin yeah but i think that maybe he is including weed i don't think he smokes weed but i think Doesn't he's like, like just doing he's truly just doing mushrooms like or you know using it like medicinally and yes, spiritually right he's a spiritual guide that's what he said about his occupation now he's yeah, a spiritual, spiritual guide. guide i love it i want to do it with him <laughs> <laughs> heather gives a really um moving monologue about how she what she misses from the time that they were filming yes her parents were alive at the yeah. time. I guess she said not she anymore. Felt she misses the way that she felt then. And that, you know, if you had $50, you were bawling and good for two days. And that ignorance was just bliss. <laughs> and then now that we count, now that we found love with a party montage place, <laughs> 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 including scenes of them like roller skating and stuff. Well, everyone starts crying because Eric can't be there and Eric starts crying. He's like especially upset when he learns that they're actually in the loft because right. they all didn't know that that was going to happen and he didn't know. And I really, I felt crushed for him Yeah, that he was like, oh, like he can't go. It really and then sucks. Heather really was, seemed like the most upset about Eric not being there. Yeah. Like she was really disappointed. It, so Eric is just going to be on the TV the whole time. Is that Seems what it's like going it. to be? Seems like it. Ugh. I mean, I don't know. I think it works. So Eric is in a hotel in another part of New York, downtown somewhere. They take a selfie all together with Eric on the TV. So they go up to the TV and they take a selfie. If we had, if someone had tried to explain to them in 1992 that they would be taking a selfie with their phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, doesn't have somebody a cord or anything. Somebody video chatting with. Yeah. Someone, it's <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. During a global pandemic. Right. <laughs> like what? It would have been hard to like wrap your head around. Eric asks why he's so red in the selfie and Heather tells him it's because he has COVID. <laughs> so then they pick their roommates and Norm rooms with Kevin. Yes. Kevin like invites him. Andre decides to set up a bed in the weight room because of snoring. Yeah. Is he like that sensitive to sound? Is that no, what he they... snores? I thought he said oh, like, yeah, it's because they're too loud. I, that's what that's that's I don't know why I got that. Oh, I thought he was too loud. I don't know. Well, he's either very polite or very sensitive. Who did he? He lived with Norm before, right? No, he lived with Heather. Heather. Yeah. Because of their schedules. Yeah. Oh, when when Heather's showing her alcohol haul, <laughs> Becky holds a bottle of wine and goes, wow. Notice <laughs> <laughs> that? It was like a bottle of wine. <laughs> what could it have been? Is it like really, really good? It must be or old or something. Heather said she's going to keep a journal while they're there. Yes what I knew versus what I learned. Right. And she said that she walked into the house knowing she was going to see her friends and that healing was going to happen. Right. So they're going in with a plan to heal. Yes. 
it just sucks that they're healing and, and Eric can't be there in person know, to like touch healer. them and stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, well, you know what I will say about this? It leaves the door open for them to do this again the right way. Yeah. You know, like it, this might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I hope there might so. still be unfinished well, be, business. Be, because the, it feels like, it seems like Heather it wants to do it again because yeah. Heather keeps bringing up that it's like a shame that they didn't do it all these years yeah. and it makes her sad that they let all this time go by. I mean, it's wild. Julie's daughter is 17. I know. She's two years younger than what Julie was when she was on the show. I just think that Heather has some kind of an agenda that we're not being told about beyond um, a general sense of esprit de corps, you know, uh, really? I didn't get that. I, I, yeah, she's. She, I mean, she does the journal thing. She's like doing all this stuff. I don't know if she just really wants to be on TV again and is yeah, like, I'm going to give you whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, it could be that. It I could think be that. that. Or she was told, Heather, you have to bring it and then you'll get a hosting gig or something, 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 or you'll get to do this again or make this interesting and then we can do this. I think that she's just more savvy for, she has been in the business the whole time. Like she's, you know, she hosts a radio show on Sirius XM. And, um, you know, when the show first came out, the show came out the first time, they were all kind of upset because they felt like it was the Julie and Eric show. Yes. And I think that now she has kind of learned that she needs to go in there and give them a lot. Mm. Right. So that she's used a lot. Right. And it's working. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I think she's like savvy in that way. I I, think she does want to be back on TV. I think, I mean, it seems like they all did. Right. (laughs) They all really wanted to. Yes. They show them watching the riots from, they flash back to 1992 and they had footage. They, uh, the other thing is that they are showing never before seen footage, like little clips here and there, which I really like. Yes. And they show them watching the riots and it's like, whoa, this is crazy. Kevin, get down here. This is on fire. Yeah. Like, why didn't they show that the first time around? It's so crazy that they didn't use that footage. It's truly bizarre. You know, there's the way that the first season is edited is we've, we talked at length about how strange some things are. They missed a lot, but also... There's a lot of stuff that could be explained by a primary source. There's weird, ambiguous yeah. situations that all they needed to do was interview the person that was involved instead of having the another person who, who wasn't, wasn't there. involved explain what <laughs> yeah. happened. And yeah. it's just so confusing, the storytelling. Yeah. By the way, this is like 90% ironed out by the second season. Yes. Second season is so much more coherently yes. told. It makes sense. The first season, like there is something very charming about like a potpourri of scenes, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of like fly on the wall type of thing. But it's also like when they do try to tell a story, they so often fail. Yeah. I, very, very strange. Maybe it was Bill's fault. I, I was just thinking that actually <laughs> as you were talking. Could it's be. probably Bill's fault. <laughs> Could be. What's interesting is that, so when they were on the first time, the trial of the cops who beat up Rodney King was going on. And then the verdict came down while they were in the house and then the riots happened while they were in the house. Kevin would say rebellion, by the way. Kevin says, you know, activists say rebellion, not riots. He point that's like one of his interviews. Just saying. Okay. But activists say riots too. Martin Luther King said riots. Riot is the language of the unheard. Okay. So um, there, yeah. it's, 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 it's interesting though, because the thing too, is that when you talk about the LA riots, whatever you call rioting now, they were still so known socially, culturally as riots. Like 
when people say the people would say the riots and yeah. you know exactly what they yeah, meant. Yeah, that yeah. is what everybody I mean, I talked to Dee Barnes about this. She she took her camera out and was filming. Mm-hmm. She called it the riots. You know, the, yeah. this is what people who cared about it called it. So yes, I, I I'm not uh trying to criticize your use of the word. I'm just referencing a an interview that Kevin makes in this very episode. But what's interesting about how that happened then, tomorrow or this week, Derek Chauvin, who killed George Floyd, his trial starts. Oh, wow. And so that's going to be happening as this is airing. airing. Yeah. Like Becky said, same shit. Same shit. Becky points out that, that when they got into arguments, they were debates, not fights, which I think she's like alluding to Jersey Shore, how they okay. like beat each other up. It's like physical fights. Right. And she's right. She is. Sometimes they got a little bit pushy toward the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a lot of Kevin has space issues issues. And and Norm too. Yes. Norm Norm got aggressive. And in, in people's faces <laughs> shouting yeah. for yeah. sure. Okay. So there's Becky brought her guitar and then Andre's daughter, Sophie calls. Yeah. Who's she's, she's four. Little. Yeah. She asks to see his friends. And there's footage of them singing and playing the guitar because she likes to do this as well. She's cute. She's cute. You know, Andre was a later in life father. Yeah, he he uh, about forty five or so. Yeah, because uh, he's probably like fifty now or so. Yeah, she's four. Live and Learn by Joe Public plays while they talk about what was on MTV back in the day. There's a weird there's a weird montage of like yeah. what MTV showed. Uh, yeah, videos. It's like okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're like talking about the melting pot of MTV because they're like hip hop and rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess there was. And there is like Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. and dance heavy music, D. the grind. Yeah. I guess that's true. And Club MTV before the grind. Julie's daughter does FaceTime with everyone. She's 17. She looks exactly like Julie. She seems to act exactly like Julie. Like she's really funny and engaging. Her name is Phoebe. On the on the call with Heather. Oh, they show like a uh, a picture from Julie's wedding and I think Heather must have been a bridesmaid so you can't see her face but you can tell it's like a black woman behind I think it's Heather and yeah. she's holding a bouquet well when Phoebe calls she's obviously a, she knows Heather yeah she's talking to Heather like she knows her yeah but then she talks to Kevin as well yeah she has this like moment with Kevin Oh, but Julie, before that, Julie says that she talks about her time after yeah. the real world. And she, we haven't gotten to like Becky's story yet. Yeah. We've barely gotten to Andre's. We Andre's. haven't really done Heather's either. Yeah, we haven't done Heather's. Um, so we got. We didn't really do Kevin's. We did Julie. Yeah, we didn't and do Eric. Kevin's. And that's another thing is Kevin going to talk about, you know, getting fired from Vibe? Is he going to talk about his whole fabulism? I, I think he is. I hope so. On the, the main trailer, they say that. He says he hit rock he bottom. He hit rock bottom. Yeah. Yes. But that could also be when he hit women. Yeah. Because there was that whole aspect of his public yeah. life. I don't know. Well. Where he became an anti-domestic violence advocate. It does. See, I mean, he's definitely talking the talk of women, of feminism, basically. Yeah. He so he, he mentioned women because he was like, yeah. what he mentioned, it wasn't just about race stuff. There was right. stuff that he learned about women. Right. About his relationships. I think he will because that was like a platform for him for a while. Yeah. Uh, oh, so but Julie talks about how she auditioned for a lot of commercials and couldn't get cast because she was Julie from the real world. I mean, maybe I, you know, I, I understand that they, they think that it would be distracting, distracting, unless yeah. she were so great that she could somehow like overcome that distraction. And, and it seems like she star? wasn't. Yeah, yeah, basically. 
Yeah. She was merely sort of like competent, it seems like. So then she returned to Alabama. She went out to LA and hung out with Norm. And then between, you know, dating who the man that became her husband and her parents getting sick, she went back to Birmingham. I'm assuming they're dead now. Seems like they must be. Yeah. They didn't look healthy. And the mom's name was Dot. Remember how we couldn't remember her name and you, I think you named her Dot? No, really? I, I'm, I think so. Did we ever learn what the mom's name is? I don't think so. What would you guess? Or the brother's name? Brother name? Yes, the brother's, Bill, I think is the brother's name. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Mother's name, I'd say Phyllis, Gladys, Eileen, Trudy, Dot. Dorothy. Yeah, maybe Dorothy. Call her Dot. I mean, I must have known that. Wow. <laughs> I must have known that. <laughs> I mean, you did and you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Julie and Kevin have this nice moment where he's talking to her daughter and she's the ambassador or she's an ambassador at the civil rights Institute in Birmingham. Yeah. And, and she talks about racism and she talks about being a white person in a racist area. Yeah. A place that's known for being racist. Yeah. So and she, um, very aware of this. He seems impressed. Yes. Kevin says it's obvious that Julie has her kids very woke about things. (laughs) And then Kevin says, because of the incredible women in my life, I started to think about it and I've and said, I have to be opposed to sexism. He says, all humans are imperfect and fragile and we can make change, which is a vague nod to his past. Let's see yeah. if that's, hopefully that's just foreshadowing and yeah. we'll get into that. They show this flashback of the fight that he had with Julie when they were screaming and it was like, as the LA riots was happening or something or, and, um, He's screaming at her and he and he's like, he says to her, well, we didn't, it was an unseen thing, which right. is like, and it put a lot of more context in the situation. She's, she's like, how are you judging me? You don't even know me. And he's like, I'm judging you by your actions with me. And she's like, well, what about my actions with Heather? Because he's judging her for being racist. And he right. was like, that's a rare case. So like, does he mean that Julie would be mean to other like that she's racist toward other black people and yeah, not yeah. heather i think he's saying that she's making an exception for heather but she doesn't actually feel that way about all black people okay i because i thought that it, it he was implying that um heather wouldn't normally be friends with her and then and no, then kevin so. goes and heather knows what's up right and it's like that's just offensive to heather like that's offen- that's offensive to heather okay so i can't remember when it was I think it was when Becky had her fight with Kevin and she was recounting it in Jamaica and Heather definitely did know what was up and she didn't jump to Becky's side and she was like, well, that's how he feels. Yeah. So even though Heather wasn't sort of like outspoken, we didn't see Heather being outspoken on these issues, there did seem to be, as there would be, a kind of quiet allegiance with Heather and Kevin and that was one thing that I found very taken beyond the sort of black versus white stuff it's also the first real world showed black people in a predominantly white mm-hmm. situation and their alliances and understanding and stuff like that and i thought that that was truly unique yeah because, because like you could but, still at the time be aware that there was there were arguments and what they were about racism you know yeah but that sort of thing as a white person to understand that whole other layer there what could you could very easily miss in this show made it text yes yeah he shouldn't you shouldn't be speaking for people i think that's what you're saying right 
What? When he says in the argument with Julie, Heather knows what's up, that it was that was like not giving Heather credit to. Yeah, that Heather was just I, I think if Heather thought that Julie was a racist person, she wouldn't hang out with her. Yeah. Totally. It just makes it seem like Heather is like some pushover who's just like happy to have a white friend or something, which I don't think was the case at all. Yeah. Well, I think he was actually, I, 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 from what, from that part, from what I got is that he seemed to be implying that there was contempt or some kind of like, well, you're friends with Heather, but you're not really friends because like Heather yeah. knows what's up. Yeah. 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 That they're not, yeah. they don't have that closeness that Julie thought they did. Which is obviously bullshit. Yeah. And uh, time has proven that wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're the closest, right, out of everyone still? Well, like, it seems like it. Their kids know each other and stuff. They're, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like they're the ones who've kept in touch the most. Yeah. So I they're all crying in the... I saw like one second of like the preview for the next episode and everyone has tears. Everyone has tears. <laughs> Becky is shown saying she's like exasperated and she's like, I'm not there to be the poster girl for white privilege. <laughs> like, Her name well, is Becky. Yeah. <laughs> Like, maybe that's not why you were cast in the first place, but it's kind of what you've become. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to continue wallowing with us. Right. (laughs) Well, that's redundant. Oh, watching with us with us? Yeah. Watch (laughs) along with us with us. (laughs) I like the way that sounds. Okay. It's like, to grandmother's house we go. (laughs) We We go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how it goes? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Is that a Christmas song or no? No. No, it's um, Over the River. It's Red Riding Hood, right? Oh, is it? Isn't it? Over the River and Through the Woods. To Grandmother's House We Go. I think. I mean, I think that's to Red Riding Hood. Grandmother's House We Go is, oh, it's called Over the River and Through the Woods. And that it is Red Riding Hood, right? It's a Thanksgiving song. Really? Yeah. It's also known as the New England Boys song about Thanksgiving Day. Oh, my God. It's not even, it's not even in the Red Riding Hood Wikipedia. I mean, I'm sorry. Over the River and Through the Wood, there is no mention of Red Riding Hood in the Wikipedia. I I swear at some point I've heard Red Riding Hood saying that. Okay, well, you learn something new every day. You do. Little Red Riding Hood. Isn't it weird that she wasn't riding anything, though? See, that's what would make sense. She's in a sleigh, riding hood. No, she's wearing a riding riding hood. hood And walking, that's... You're shit out of luck if you're wearing a riding hood on foot. You know what I mean? I mean, that always scared me, actually. I think that that's like a really scary. Well, it's because like some versions story. of it are like really intense and gory. Yeah. Where he's like. But also like for something so vicious to be pretending to be something that you love so much right. is really scary. Mm. Anyway. So if you want to hear more of this, <laughs> you Keep can go to patreon.com slash pot psychology where we also are recapping the Real World LA, which was season two of the Real World. And you get access to our recapping of the Real World New York, the very first Real World, this cast. Yes. First time around. Yep. So. Um, A lot of stuff. Yeah. What song should we play? 